following podcast is recorded and produced by the Podcast Precinct in affiliation with the network at BICBP-radio.com. The Podcast Precinct. Consistency. Creativity. Culture. Can I just start the podcast by saying that uh, this is maybe the most distracted I've ever been watching a Jets game just because I may or may not have spent the entire time looking at this betting app. (laughs) As we may have illuminated, we actually don't live in New Jersey. We live in the state of New York, and there was a significant development this weekend with uh, regards to technology. Would you say that's accurate? I'm not going to admit to anything before I Google the statute of limitations on illegal sports gambling. <laughs> but yeah, it was... Which a... I think we admitted to in week one of this podcast, yep, so we're, yep, I think yep. we're nailed to a tree. It's been an interesting weekend. I've been um, joining a lot of new communities. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. A lot of... A... And I feel... I feel very communally welcome, you know? I, I feel the warmth of that community. A shockingly welcoming community. I mean, wow. I mean, like, they're just free money abound. You just walk right in. Yes. There's no yeah. There's no way it can fail for anyone except most people. It, it, except most, except statistically almost everyone. My favorite is the $3,000. Which one is that? Is that FanDuel? The risk-free $1,000? Yeah, I haven't uh, I haven't bid on that yet, but I know it's what is what is it? It's one bet. Is that what it is? The deal is, and it's like hilarious when you really think about it. They're like, "Hey, if you give us a thousand dollars, we give <laughs> yeah. you a thousand dollars in betting credit." And you're like, "That's what I would have gotten had this promotion not exist." But then Fanduel <laughs> takes it a step further. They're like, "No, no, no! If you lose the thousand dollars, which you will, we'll <laughs> give you the credit again." Yeah. And if you lose that, which you inevitably will, then you've just given us a thousand dollars. Yeah, I mean, it was. I I didn't know all the parameters. I I was very not ready for this to happen. That was part of it. It was like literally at the begin, like the, the I missed the entire first Buffalo drive because I was just like looking at all these things and and watching Red Zone and like and I was like sweating, not sweating out. I was just like watching the end of the one o'clock games and then I, and then it was like Red Zone cut over and they're like and Buffalo scored and I'm like oh right yeah there's a I have a podcast about that team I should probably turn that game on. Um, Probably hop over. <laughs> but I did. I did. Did you get the contractually obligated CBS message? Like, I was watching Steelers no. Ravens over time, and they were like, there's no winner of this game yet, but uh, we're going to go to two seconds before kickoff of Jets Bills <laughs> because contractually we have to do that. Can I just say how crazy that is, too? Because I mentioned this on the podcast before. This is the first week, I want to say, since like the end of November. The Jets have been on CBS here during an actual game. They have get, they've gotten bumped for everyone. They got bumped from New England. They get bumped for Buffalo all the time. So obviously it's a Buffalo Jets game. So they're going to show it, and it, you know, and it was four o'clock. But it was like our our mutual friend Dan, huge Steelers fan. They're cutting away from they're cutting away from the Steelers in overtime, and he's like to show it to show the first drive of a Jets Bills game, and I'm like, yeah. I don't know. Playoffs I don't know what on the tell. line. Playoffs on the line. <laughs> After having to like just stream these games the whole year, here I am just admitting to all kinds of stuff. I'm going to get arrested from this podcast. But look, 
It's true. Okay, I can't deny it. And so, but because they're not showing them on CBS the whole year. And then, like, I like how it's like the moment to cut away is when literally Pittsburgh is lining up for a field goal to to potentially make the playoffs, which they actually did. So, gotta love it. And it's funny because Dan actually has the Jets in part to thank for that, if you think about it. Because I think the reason that all of these rules exist is the Heidi Bowl, right? Oh, yeah. That, that, that famous Jets-Raiders game where they cut away to show the movie Heidi yeah. before the game had <laughs> resolved. Right, yeah. It was a blowout game, and then it wasn't. And then it wasn't. And they came and all the we, way back and, and won. Yeah. And nobody knew. Fun fact, my mom remembers that game because she was really excited to watch Heidi. And she didn't understand why everyone was so upset. <laughs> that was the beginning of uh, Jets' misery. <laughs> The Raiders scored twice in the final 42 seconds to win that game, by the way. Wow. This episode of Just End the Show is dedicated to Jets great Don Maynard. We lost Don earlier this week. Oh. Very sad. Yeah, that's right. R.I.P. to Don, a member of the Ring of Honor, arguably our second best player of all time and Joe Namath's favorite receiver. Yeah. Wow. It's uh, There's been a rash of uh, celebrity deaths at the beginning of the year here, too. So hopefully hopefully it flattens out a little bit and, uh, as 2022 rolls along. But yes, we'll give him the just in the show pour out for sure. We lost Bob Saget earlier this week. Yeah. And there was all sorts of wild speculation about the cause of his death because of, you know, uh, some of Bob's habits in the past. And it turns out it was in no way drug related. Right. I mean, like that had absolutely nothing to do with it. Yeah. And then what's funny is I was watching the local news last night and they said they were reporting how there wasn't too much information about Bob's death, but they did have information on the local news about the cause of Betty White's death which was a stroke, and I was just – I was like, we don't need a cause of death for Betty White. We love her, but, like, we know why she died. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, she she was almost 100. Yeah, that's – uh. well, it, you would need to know if it was, like, she did, like, flip her Harley on the New Jersey Turnpike or something. It'd be like, oh, that. well, that's – yeah, I would like to sure. know about that. But, yeah. Yeah. If it was something cool, tell me. But I was like, were, were, were people waiting with like bated breath for the Betty White cause of death? Like, what what could it have been? Like, what I, could it have? And I've seen that with uh, since COVID started, where people would be like, somebody old, a person, old person would die, and they'd be like, was it COVID? And it's like, well, I, I don't know. But does the, does that specifically matter at this point? Like, the, I mean, you know, the, it's not bringing them back either way. But. Uh, yeah, we've lost a lot of people. But anyway, we'd, uh, we also lost the, the uh, Jets season, Seth. It's over. Yeah. What a ride this year was, Kevin. I mean, we had the highest of highs. Well, I shouldn't say that. We had the middlest of highs. <laughs> we had, yeah, we had the lower middlest of highs. <laughs> the lowest of lows. And the rocky, <laughs> a rockier bottom underneath <laughs> rockier bottom of lows. So that's uh, that's the range we're in. We beat the number one seed in the AFC in overtime. That's right. We we are the and okay. We beat the number one seed in the AFC, and we beat the Packers in the preseason. So I just want to say congratulations. We did it again, Seth. We're the best. We're top dogs. Did you watch any of the Packers game this past week with Jordan Love? He's so bad. He's not good. I yeah. I was on Red Zone. Yeah. He's uh. He's not good. I can kind of see why Aaron Rodgers was mad about that pick, to be honest with you. I don't think he was mad about the pick because he didn't think that Jordan was good. I think he was mad about the pick out of fear that Jordan was good. Yeah, that's probably true. 
but still. Uh, and you know what? I think he's out of there. I think he's leaving. He's like, this guy? This guy? This guy's your guy? All right, yeah, good luck with that. I'm out of here. This is your guy? <laughs> okay, cool. So you're riding yeah. with? Okay. All right. <laughs> That's true. It actually makes it actually just it's actually just good for him that that jo- that Jordan is like if he actually was if he was the Aaron Rodgers to Brett Favre situation. Right. Like, but it does not appear like that is the case, at least what we've seen so far. No, no. And I personally look forward to the world champion Cleveland Browns and Aaron Rodgers next year. Yeah. So there you cheers go. to that. <laughs> Would Denver be on the table for him, too? I mean, I don't know. I think those are the two most likely landing spots. It's Denver and it's Cleveland. Teams that are otherwise good but are really a quarterback away. Yeah. Especially Denver. I mean, the Denver has receivers. They have running backs. They have a defense. Like, they literally just need, like, someone better than Drew Locke. Yeah, not Drew Locke. <laughs> to be in that position, for sure. Yeah. I'm not sure if Teddy Two Gloves is still alive, but I don't think that was ever a long-term solution. I would th- it would be a great meta move here if the last episode we don't talk about the Jets at all. We just go it's an hour <laughs> long and people are like, "Were they going to talk about the the Jets or no, it's just the gambling talk, Aaron Rodgers possible destinations." <laughs> Which doesn't include the Jets. <laughs> This season was cool for a lot of reasons. I am so glad that we got to see good Zach when we got to see potential Zach. It took him almost till the end. It took him to week 17, but I am so glad we saw it because that changes my mindset going into this offseason so much. I was ready to say we should bring in Aaron Rodgers, give them Zach, and like one of those first round picks, or frankly, like if they, you know, drag our arm, you know, both maybe. Uh, but I'm, 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 listen, I'm off that train. I think Zach's got it. I think he's going to be the guy. And I shared this article with you. I'm ready to run through a wall for CJ Mosley, who's going to be out in the yeah. streets recruiting the top <laughs> players in the game to come to New York, unless you're a pussy, which is basically how that article read. <laughs> It was. It was kind of yeah. It was a join or die. He's doing a join or die with the Jets. So that's that's an interesting. Uh, that's a that's an interesting tactic. We'll see if that works. <laughs> I don't know his reach throughout the league. Like, are people like, oh yeah, absolutely. I'm or is it kind of like a? I think that C.J. Mosley is a respected dude throughout the league. People respect his game, if nothing else. Yeah, and he proved this year he's still got it. Yes, that's because there was a lot of question marks about C.J. Mosley. Yeah, and he proved a lot of people wrong this year. He's not going to win comeback player of the year, but I was not too far off as a, as a Jets bet. Like considering the season that he had, those were good odds, and I stand by that. That's right. That take if you go all the way back to our first episode, my Jets bet with CJ Mosley comeback player of the year. I, I recall some bad decisions on my part. I think I said fantasy player pick up uh, Corey Davis, so I apologize if yeah. anybody actually took that advice because we also said we loved Matt Amendola, who lasted about what ten weeks, twelve weeks. Yeah, that, so. that's true. Yeah, I almost I almost bought a Matt Amendola jersey. So it was a dark, it was dark times when we started this thing. So we've gotten so much uh, wiser. Is that the term? Beaten down. Yeah, I'll tell you what. I'm ready to give a long term deal. To Eddie Pinheiro. Man. I mean, this guy's a revelation. Oh, he hit the 40-something yard. I was like, there's no way that that – I thought that was going to, like, hit one of the refs square in the head. Like, I was like, that's where that's headed. <laughs> and, hey, Eddie, baby, he's the he's the, the future is now. I'm going to uh, – I'm yeah, let's co-sign on Eddie. We, we love him. He actually stepped up in a game where – is it safe to say that uh, there was a lot of special teams-related chicanery? Mm. Uh <laughs> including i'm just saying 
they legalize gambling and suddenly this Buffalo punter doesn't know how to kick. I'm just throwing that out there. I'm just not uh, – this isn't an accusation. I'm just saying. <laughs> <laughs> the, listen, there are... the, the guy isn't the best one. He kicks He kicks like a 30-yarder or whatever it was, and, and then they call the penalty and Saul is furious. And <laughs> And then they redo the play, and he kicks it like twenty yards. He like loses ten more yards. It was like, oh god, you just you can't script it. The announcer was like, "This one's worse." Oh my goodness! (laughs) (laughs) And this is even worse. I couldn't believe it. He was the Jets' best player all day. The reason that this game was was close, yeah. Like they showed that graphic at someone. They were like, "All right, total yards, uh, Bills three hundred and twenty-seven." Jets 12. Like, there yeah. was a point the Jets were, like, down on a field goal. Yeah. And they had, like, 12 yards of total offense. Oh, my God. He was so good. They got to get rid of that guy before the playoffs, right? <laughs> they have a week to get rid of this dude, right? Are they going to go after they they stay away from Braden Mann, although he screwed up, so. No, no no touching Braden Mann. And I think Thomas Morstead did find another home. I think someone took him when we cut him when Mann came back, so they can't go get Morstead. Otherwise, that would be the obvious move. But they got to let somebody else do it, right? I mean, that was atrocious. Matt Hack? I had to Google his name. Matt Hack, was that his name? The Bills punter? It might be pronounced Hawk, but I really hope it's Hack. Because that's <laughs> you, that's the name he deserves. <laughs> there was literally no other positives to the Jets' offense. Did they have, was it 50-something yards total? total offense in the game or something like that it was not fantastic Seth there was one point like late in the third quarter where they were like in the negatives and I was like wow this is even for even for them this is really bad again I was unfortunately a tiny bit distracted but (laughs) so I'm looking right now and they barely broke 100 so Zach had 87 in the air he threw the ball 20 times seven completions for 87 yards no picks no picks no picks he also had two rushes for 24 Carter Nine carries for 19. Tevin Coleman, five carries for six yards, only to be outdone by Ty Johnson's one carry for negative one yards. So the Jets had over 100 yards of offense in this game, but barely. The only thing close about this game was the actual score. It was crazy. Yeah. The Bills would just move the ball up and down the field and either like get three or have to punt or something weird would happen. And then the Jets would get the ball and they'd immediately go three and out and Zach would just get sacked two downs in a row. And the poor guy was just running for his life. <laughs> oh man, yeah, so much of that. Like, and that was a lot of that was also happening last game. But he was at least able to make completions or to make plays out of it. And uh, this time, it, yeah, it just felt like. I mean, he got sacked six times, but just like, also, just yeah, he's there. Were, he could have gotten sacked like even more than that if he hadn't been able to get out of some of them for sure. Yeah, I got texted <laughs> during the game by a friend of mine who lives in Buffalo. Uh, shout out Becky in Buffalo. She said, "Why is he just holding on to the ball? Like why? Like why? Why does he like? Where they snap the ball and he just holds it until he gets sacked?" She's like, "What is he doing?" And I, I tried to explain to her. I was like, "You don't understand. He's playing with Keelan Cole yeah. and people with other names. Yeah. Like there was no, uh, especially because Crowder got hurt in this game early, right? Sirius Black was on the field for a while." Sirius Black yeah. was on the field. He had one catch. <laughs> I think his I think his first name is Tyreek, but uh, is his first name Tariq? Yeah, okay. it is Tariq. Yep, <laughs> Tariq Black. Congratulations, buddy! First NFL catch. But it was it was so funny because he already going into the game had uh, no more in Davis again, which we expected. Barrios was randomly out for this game, so that's yeah. really a game changer. And then Crowder gets hurt early. Crowder so he's got hurt his immediately. Top four wide receivers. <laughs> he's throwing to Keelan Cole. Uh, some dude who's never played in the NFL before. <laughs> yep. And, and like the, his tight end is Tyler Croft, who can't catch anything. 
who was really just more helpful to Buffalo than he was to us. Maybe he thought he was still on Buffalo. I don't know. Tyler Croft, <laughs> former Bills legend. But it was funny. I was I was telling her, I was like, I can't see downfield. I can only see what the camera shows me. I can only see Zach with the ball in his hand. But I guarantee you, yeah. when he's looking and you just see him holding it, he's like, somebody, please help me. Somebody get like four centimeters of separation and I'll, I'll do my best to, <laughs> yeah, s- to slip it in there. Um, but there's no way that Zach had anywhere to go with the football in this game. And so he just would eventually just get sacked in every play. And she was funny. She was like, throw it away, do something. I was like, he's done a fair amount of that in his defense. Yeah, he's, he's thrown it away. A, a, at least a, a dozen bit. times in this game. I think it was just Zach throwing it out of bounds. Like, come on, guys. Um, I felt bad for him. Obviously, this game meant a ton to Buffalo. It was a win, and you've won the division. It meant almost nothing to the Jets. Yeah. Uh, as a Jets fan, this was the only game of the year that I was actively rooting against my own team, and that is not for gambling reasons. It is because I knew that if the Bills won, they won the division, and that the Patriots don't. And so the best way for my team to stick it to the New England Patriots was to lose this game. I did not know that they didn't need it. I did not know the Patriots were going to go out there and like yeah. play a stinker and just get whooped by the Dolphins, which oh. was equally as satisfying, You'll by the way. You love to see it. You absolutely <laughs> love to see it. Yeah, you love just to see Mac it. Mac Jones just like telegraphing like a horrible pick six. <laughs> You're like, I'm, I would love to play this dude in the playoffs. Not Belichick. I don't want to play Belichick in the playoffs. Yeah. But you have to be no. like stoked to play Mac Jones in the playoffs, don't you? <laughs> oh, man. I don't know. Yeah, I love to see the loss. Now I'm super scared of what's about to happen because there's two things that are going to happen. I'm going to lose money and the bats and Tom Brady are going to be better than I expect them to be. That's just, we're at that point in the year, folks. That's just the way it is. You know, it's like the changing of the seasons. There's just nothing you can do about it. Right. We could do a whole Jets, Jets playoff bets without, <laughs> without the Jets being around, Jets being involved in <laughs> Jets bets minus the Jets part. Oh, man. Yeah, I've read some some of the Jets Twitter slash Reddit slash kind of overall fan stuff, and uh, I feel maybe even slightly more optimistic than some of the people talking in that. And I feel like people were pretty optimistic, but like uh, I don't know. I mean, I really think that when you see the end of the year, you're talking about the the Bucks game specifically, but I just like with the injuries that happened so early in the season too. I I feel like. If there's a possibility, and granted it's the Jets and this is what happens and this is why they don't make the playoffs every year since, like, 2010, but, you know, if they are able to if, – if that is lowered by, you know, even a percentage point, <laughs> the amount of the amount of injuries we've had, if, if, if that can go from, you know, being 100% a disaster to 85% of a disaster <laughs> or something uh, injury-wise, I really feel like that, 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 that could help too and it – I think sometimes when players are out for long stretches of time, you just get used to them not being there. So it's like, you know, obviously with Lawson or like with Makai Becton being out for the whole year, it's sort of like yeah. we start to look at it and, and, and talk about it holistically. Like, Oh, the O line is this, or the offense is this. And you are forgetting you're missing like pretty huge pieces that were really big, uh, you know, that were huge draft capital and stuff like that. So, um, you know, I, I think you and I are, are, heading out of the season still pretty high on Joe Douglas, would you say? Or Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, I know I am. I'm still high on Joe Douglas, and I'm still high on Rob Sala. Yeah. And I think there are some really bright days ahead over the next few years. Maybe not next year immediately. Maybe I'm jumping the gun a little bit. But I think 2023, the 23-24 season, 
I think that's like a good marker for us. I think that's when we're officially back. <laughs> I'll call that right now. That'll be like year three, Zach, right? He'll start peaking year three Carter. So he'll, as a running back, he's, he'll still be good on some other team, year, you know, year three Elijah Moore <laughs> and all that good stuff on some other team. Uh. <laughs> yeah. I, uh, no, I, I don't know. I, I feel, I feel optimism. Maybe the best part of it is that the Jets, uh, fans are more optimistic than Giants fans are right now. And I feel like that's a pretty, been a pretty rare thing for a while, but uh, it's, uh, it's, it's nice to look over into that camp and be like, ha, it's, that's even more of a disaster, so take that. Yeah, I have a couple of Giants fans in my life who were like, at least you're not us, dude. And I was like, you have, like, two Super Bowls in, like, the last you've 20 years. You you can for, cry me a river. Yeah, you've rooted in playoff games where you were favored. Like, that was the thing that happened in your lifetime. Oh, wait, do you remember that Super Bowl? Do you have good memories of it? Oh, what's that? You were 28 when it happened? Yeah, cry, cry me a river, please. I do love the Joe Judge thing. The, I love the like people. What was it? The like everyone's talking about how great a coach I am. It's like, well, huh? What? <laughs> Everybody wants to play for me in the league. It's like, oh, I didn't. I didn't know that. I I literally <laughs> heard zero people say it before. So glad he clarified it. Yeah, I was unaware <laughs> of that. People are talking shit about the Mara family now. Yeah, where they're like, I can't believe they've retained Gettleman and Joe Judge for this long. And I was like, how is Woody Johnson getting a free fucking pass? Yeah, Woody Johnson's just sitting there. Yeah, people are criticizing the Maras. Woody's just like, yeah, they're really, there's just some real malpractice yeah. going on over there. We're all trying to find who's responsible for this. <laughs> We're all trying to find the worst owner in sports. It's just Woody, Woody Johnson and Jim Dolan in a room. Like, those, that Mara family, I don't know about that. Wearing a hot dog costume. Yeah. <laughs> they're like, get the fuck oh, out of the, the club cafeteria, Jeff Wilpon. You're not welcome in here anymore. You gave up your team. <laughs> it's incredible how New York oh, City had uh, three three of like the ten worst owners in all of sports. Yeah, that yeah, there was a time not too long ago where you had the the Wilpons, Good Jim riddance. Dolan, and Woody Johnson owning teams in the same city. We still got two out of three. Yeah, uh, but hopefully we can get rid of Woody one day. Uh, Jim Dolan will die in that chair. We're never getting rid of him. Never get rid of him. But I have some optimism on, on Woody Johnson. I think as the Jets start like maybe peaking a little bit as an organization, there'll be a little juice behind them. Maybe he'll he'll get a little more from the team than he otherwise would have. Because I get the sense that sometimes he feels trapped. He's going to be the vice president when uh, Trump wins in 2024. <laughs> you can cut that. You can cut that if you want to. <laughs> <laughs> Is there anyone we should say goodbye to? Is there anyone that we've got to leave behind in 2021, 2022? Because I'd love to take Eddie Pinheiro with us, but I think there's a few Jets we could probably say goodbye to. Yeah, are we saying goodbye to Ashton Davis? Ooh, that's that's an interesting one. I think he likely sticks around just because he's young and under contract. Yeah. Uh, just a brief perusing of the Jets roster, I think we can say so long, and thank you to Keelan Cole. Yeah. I don't see him coming back next season, right? I I don't. I uh, Yeah, I don't. I mean, he had a catch in this game, maybe to try mm -hmm. to save his... The best catch. The best catch in the game to try to kind of uh, to kind of save it, but we haven't seen it from him really all year, and uh, I don't know what is it. Like, he's kind of redundant with Crowder, but Crowder's better than him. Is that is that part of the problem? I'm not sure, but... Crowder is probably another one that's one you're going to ask about, right? Do you, is is yeah. I I don't want to say goodbye to him, but I mean, it, 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 honestly, it seems like it would be a good deal for him to leave. <laughs> yeah, and we might have to say a tearful goodbye to Jamison Crowder, who you're right, I believe his contract is up. Um, he was such a great under the radar signing at the time. Yeah, that has done nothing but work out for the Jets. 
And I wish him well, because the likelihood that he comes back here in free agency, I don't think is great. Um, <laughs> because I think he could probably make more money elsewhere. But Jamison Crowder, hell of a jet. We're probably going to have to say goodbye to him for sure. That's, yeah. You got to let him leave the nest, Kev. One guy I think it's likely we say goodbye to is Joe Flacco. And maybe the NFL says goodbye to Joe Flacco. We'll have to see what Joe wants to do at the end of the year. He's still better than Drew Locke. He could go back to the Broncos, I suppose, if he wants. That's true. I feel like he could probably, yeah, I don't know about the NFL, but uh, yeah, please. I think, uh, yeah, I've seen enough of Joe Flacco, just in general. Yeah. <laughs> as, a, as a person rooting for him, I've uh, I've uh, I've seen enough, seen enough of that. So please, please don't come back. No, to the to the Jets. If you want to play whoever, play play for anybody else, but not yeah, yeah. done with Jeff Black. Yeah, good luck though. <laughs> Here's one that I think we're absolutely saying goodbye to contract situation. Not Denzel Mims. Yeah, I know you got about uh, three years left on that rookie deal, buddy. But I don't think there's any shot that Mims comes back, especially after this Buffalo game where he was the second receiver. I mean, once Crowder leaves, it's Cole. Yeah, and it's Mims. And he still ended up without a catch. He's like, still he played bad. real minutes in this game. He really did, and he got targets too. I mean, yeah, he not, got targets. Not, not great, but just it, like he couldn't make it. Yeah. Oh man, yeah, it's a lost cause with him. Seems like, and uh, just overall, just the fact that he's a you know early on in the season when he's a healthy scratch, that's immediately when you know that that's a bad sign. Mm. And I think we were willing to kind of buy time with him, buy time with him at a certain point. Yeah. Weirdly, the receiver position might be one that they still need to upgrade. I think we were pretty high on the receiver crew coming into the year, and uh, yeah, coming coming out of this, I'm like, this is we're a little thin now. We're high with Elijah Moore, and uh, and I guess you know having a healthy Davis, but there's a there's a lot to fill there actually, depth wise. For sure, I absolutely agree. I mean, it's a group that was absolutely decimated by injuries throughout the year. I mean, I I don't know if there was a single game where the Jets had Davis, Moore, Crowder, Berrios all healthy at the same time. They all played their games, but I don't I don't know if there was ever a game where Zach had his full complement of weapons. The receiver group in free agency, because I've just looked it up, it's a very top-heavy group. There are some big names here at the top, and then it really falls off as you scroll down the list. Uh, Devontae Adams is going to play for whatever team Aaron Rodgers plays for. Yeah. I mean, that free agency timing couldn't be more perfect for him. You know, he's just going to follow Aaron. They're a package deal, one has to assume. Right, yeah. Uh, Allen Robinson is a free agent. He could be like a smart veteran sign for the Jets. Okay. The problem with Robinson, who's been sort of held hostage in Chicago for these last few years, very good, but I would be worried about a receiver his age. I feel like you'd be paying for past performance as opposed to future performance. Uh, you might want to go a little bit younger if you're in a situation like the Jets. But still, I would not be mad if the Jets went after Allen Robinson as just another target. I wouldn't hate it. Yeah, me neither. Chris Godwin, I would be shocked if he leaves Tampa. Yeah, if Tom means- retires, which he for sure won't, as we've discussed at nausea on this podcast, if Tom retires, you could see Godwin going elsewhere. But assuming that Brady's the quarterback in Tampa, I feel like Godwin's going to resign. That's a lost cause. And then the next name on the list is Will Fuller. So once you get past Robinson, Godwin, Devontae Adams, that's really kind of it for the receiver class. There's Will Fuller, who is fine, really has a problem staying healthy. Crowder, who we've already talked about. T.Y. Hilton, who's just a gigantic question mark, as good as T.Y. has been throughout his career. I I wouldn't love if the Jets brought him in. Emmanuel Sanders, A.J. Green, so old and older. Here's one that's really interesting. Juju Smith-Schuster. Oh, wow. Yeah. With the uncertainty going on in Pittsburgh, I would be very surprised if Juju stayed. 
there was a lot of Juju Jets buzz when Sam was here because of the relationship that they had from USC. And if you, I think it, it was even some controversy because didn't they ask Juju at the time, like who his favorite quarterback was like figuring he'd say Ben and he said, Sam. <laughs> Sam um, so look out for Juju Smith Schuster on the Panthers, but in all seriousness should also be targeted by the Jets. That would be, I mean, yeah, I would be all for that. But like you said, I don't know if he would be loyal to the Jets as opposed to, to Sam. <laughs> and then the last interesting name on here is Mike Williams from the Chargers. Mike Williams, who we just saw get kicked out of the playoffs despite making an incredible catch on the last play of the game to keep the Chargers alive. Yeah. Mike Williams is actually the type of receiver that the Jets could use because they have, you know, the speed slot guy in Berrios. They've got the burner on the outside and more. A big guy who can go up and get contested balls. They have that a little bit in Corey Davis. Corey Davis, more of a possession receiver, maybe. But I actually like Mike Williams from a fit perspective on this team. Yeah. So I would love for them to go after him. Especially if considering the tight end situation with the Jets, like you say, having a big guy to catch balls is uh, and, and actually be able to make plays like that would be would be ideal. Yep. Do you subscribe to any kind of like rumors about like Calvin Ridley, like a Calvin Ridley trade? You know, I, I, I've seen a couple of articles on that. Yeah, that's that I find interesting. The Jets certainly have a lot of draft capital. We have an extra first from Seattle. I think we have an extra second from the Panthers from the Sam trade. Yeah. And then we have the extra fourth from the Vikings. Oh, yes. For, on the yes, Chris Hardman right, yeah. deal. So the Jets have a lot of random extra picks, even as you move down to the fourth round. We could be a good suitor for Calvin Ridley at the right price, as long as we're not getting fleeced by Atlanta. I love that. I mean, he's a legitimate number one to pair with Elijah Moore. That would be great. Yeah. He really is. That would be that would be that would be really interesting. Yeah, I I don't know. Are you in favor though in general of trading the draft capital here instead of trying to pick uh talent cuz then that 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 worries me because they are so talent deficient on defense that you know, um I'm not sure. Yeah, it's it's a tough deal because you'd love to have like a wide receiver one and try to and try to build that out and try to have that position you know, kind of really shored up if assuming that more, you know, comes back and is and is equally good or better. And we didn't talk about Barrios as a, as a resign uh, potential. Yeah, Barrios is going to get paid by somebody. He is on this list, and I hope it's us. I mean, Barrios is is basically going to be the next Cooper Cup. <laughs> it's happening. That's that's all I've if, <laughs> if I've learned anything from this year is that Braxton Barrios is the next Cooper Cup, and I really really hope he sticks around. He has said all the right things in the media, talking about how he'd love to be a Jet long-term. Right. Um, everyone's going to say that when they're trying to get paid. Right, which he is. Obviously, Zach loves him. I don't know if you saw that Twitter back and forth where Zach Wilson put up the video of Barrios catching the touchdown and just said, hey, Braxton Barrios appreciation post. Oh, yeah. They've clearly got a good thing going on. <laughs> um, so I, 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 I say bring him back. I mean, it. I'm not sure how much you want to pay him based on whatever, but yeah, I would definitely say bring him back if they can, if they can, if they can swing it. But based on some of the play at, at the end of the season here, like you say, he might have some suitors elsewhere. But he's saying the right things. If he wants to be a Jet, uh, come on back. That's my. That's what I say. Yeah, I agree. Even if ju- even if just for the punt returning and kick returning, but also the receiver threat. Right. If he's going in as your number four or five again, I mean, what a great depth player to have on the roster. Yeah, and you're comfortable with him if he has to play slot, if he has to play the number three role. Right. Yeah. So for the final time in the 2021 season. That's going to do it for us here at Just End the Show. We are going to take a few months off, but we will be back in April to talk about the NFL draft. 
if anything happens along the way, if there should be any big time free agency signings, you'll probably hear from us. We'll pop back on to do some emergency pods. If I meet Eddie Pinheiro, <laughs> if I shake Eddie Pinheiro's hand, we'll do an emergency pod. Yeah, I just wanted to say uh, for, from both of us, but definitely from me personally, like a, a huge thanks to everybody who's like actually downloaded these and listened to these throughout the, the course of the season. I feel like uh, we've uh, we've been having a lot of fun definitely doing it, and I hope that translates to people listening out there. And I also wanted to thank the Podcast Precinct for, for putting up the podcast and supporting us in that way. Absolutely. Thank you so much, listeners. Uh, we wouldn't do this without you. Or maybe we would. I don't know. Or maybe we would. We just You just wouldn't hear it. But th- thankfully, there's no way to know. So <laughs> thank you so much. Until then, enjoy the playoffs, everybody. We'll see you in 2022. Kevin, take us out one last time. Just end the show. Just end the show.